Hello. What up, Sammy? Terrence, what's going on, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I just uh, first off, I just want you to know that you have the honor of being the twelfth episode, the final episode of our first season. I finally decided to sit my ass down and make this happen. So, congratulations <laughs> and thank you. Let's go. Thank you. Sure All right. So, uh, as always, go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners, sort of give them an idea of who you are, what you do, and uh, where you're at in the world. My name is Sammy Benjamini from Los Angeles, California. I'm a part-time personal trainer, real estate investor, and just living life. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we know each other, obviously, like most of my guests, through the fitness industry, through personal training. Uh, probably met you about, I don't know, I thought 10 years ago out there, maybe? Two years? 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, you got your numbers mixed up. No, yeah. no, I say it 10 because I know, I think I <laughs> knew you before I had my first kid, and he's 12 now, so uh, 10 to 12 years, so it's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Damn, right. time flies. Good to go. We'll get back to the fitness thing, because we always talk about that with the guests. I don't want to bore people right now with that, but uh, let's talk about the real estate thing, because I guess, for me, that's very different for people in the fitness industry to find the time or the motivation, I guess, if you want to use that word, to, to seek something other than the, the personal training field so that they don't end up being a 50-year-old trainer, so to speak. Not that anything's wrong with that. If that's your boat, then, you know, let it flow. But uh, I think that real estate thing is something that definitely separates you from the rest of the pack. So you want to give us a little bit more information on what started you with that? Yeah, so I started training a little bit over 10 years ago, and I told myself it was going to be temporary. Right. Um, about, I think it was like six years in, I'm like, dude, I love this too much. I'm stuck for life. Like, I don't want to stop training. Okay. But at the same time, I couldn't see myself going into the gym every day, seeing 10 to 12 clients morning till night for the rest of my life. You know, I've just been trying to strategize in a way where I could save time down the line when I do have kids and a family, I will be able to go home at one o'clock, two o'clock and spend the rest of the day with them and have residual income coming in. Okay. I've always thought about like, let's just say, God forbid, I break both my legs or I get into a car accident and I'm unable to move. Right. How am I going to be making money? If you're not in the gym training clients, that money's not coming in. Right. So it's like, what else can I do? And I have a lot of friends in real estate. So I ended up sitting down with a couple of them and picked their brains and pulled the trigger about three years ago. Okay. And now just flipping homes and buying um, rental properties. Nice. Sounds good. Um, so I guess your connect was was your friend, your network. Uh, birds of a feather flock together, so to speak. So uh, that was a, that was a good position for you to be in. Um, do you think that you would have been able to do that as easily as you make it sound without the network that you have in place? Without network, you're. I I personally think if you're not out there networking and you do not have connections, you're not going to make it out here. Right. That's just that's the way I think. So okay. yeah, without without my connections and network and the people I do know, I personally think it would be a lot harder to get to where I'm at right now. Okay. But it's definitely doable, you know, like when you want something, go after it. Right, right. And there's there's always ways. Yeah, I got several clients that I've been training for many, many years now. Um, you know, pretty um successful, financially stable people. And they say that anybody that they knew that had some money definitely got it from real estate and uh 
yeah, another another trainer that I know besides yourself, you know, like I said, there's a few of you guys who actually moved into real estate. He's not really buying and flipping. He's just, you know, selling the properties. Yeah, where'd you get your first property? Is it out in California? So I took a big risk about three years ago, and I lended someone X amount of money, and he said it was um, going to be for real estate. And um, I basically lent him the money, and I picked his brains as he went along with his projects and i was like you know what i could do this myself right so i started i started looking out here in cali and man the prices out here are so jacked up i can't afford it right now okay um obviously bigger pro- uh, profit margins right. but i don't have the capital to start out here so i looked into ohio cleveland right and um on my fourth flip now i actually closed escrow about two months ago on two duplexes that i bought nice i mean i think it's great that you didn't let the california market stop you from pursuing your goals because right now even though you're not in california you're still learning the skills that are going to be required when you put yourself in the position to be able to purchase in california so uh big ups on that yeah absolutely I, i actually purchased my first rental property last year as soon as covid hit in uh, las vegas nevada okay and literally everything was done remotely um i flew out there once checked out the property and filled it up the first day i listed the property all right and everything's been good thank god i'm gonna ask you a real quick question because this is always very important in business uh roughly to start this real estate thing your first property how much cash did it take you to get your foot in the door it all depends on the price of the house. So okay. the, I'll give you a quick breakdown on my Nevada property. It was a $400,000 house. Okay. And um, I had to put down 25% because it was a rental property. Okay. Now, I'm not good with math, so go ahead and do the math yourself. <laughs> $400,000 probably. Yeah, 25%, $100,000. I got you. So that's yeah, big so bucks. I had, ha- I had to make sure I had that in the account ready to go. And okay. you know what a lot of people don't think about is um, it doesn't matter how much money you have, man. If you're not showing income, if you're not paying your taxes, uh-huh. you're not showing that you're able to afford the house, you're not going to get a loan for the house. Right. You know, I don't care how much cash you have under your pillow or in your closet. That does not mean shit. Right. Well, unfortunately, that's one of the things that us personal trainers run into as far as, you know, you know, having the stuff under the pillow, so to speak, or under the mattress and not in the bank account. So in this situation, that's <laughs> not going to work. So first property in Las Vegas, Nevada. And now you spoke about uh, what was that? Ohio uh, area, so on and so on. So uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland. OK, good to go. All right. So being that you working or you investing out of the country, I mean, out of the state of California, if you could live anywhere in the world right now, where would it be and why? Where if I could live anywhere in the world right now, it would be either Thailand or Tulum on the beach. <laughs> All right, still by the water, Thailand, Tulum. I got some pretty good images in my head from uh from, from watching Instagram as far as both those places are concerned. So definitely good chances. <laughs> yeah, how many times you been down to Tulum already? Because I know you had to been zero. There what? Never, never. Wow, you got to make that. I'm happen. on the same page as you. I've seen videos and pictures on Instagram, and. No, 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 no. I've been to to, to to Tulum. I've been there already. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you got to make that happen, man. That's like a weekend trip, you know, maybe four or five days, and you get your, little, get your feel of that. But, yeah, yeah, okay. Thailand, I haven't been there yet, but uh, I see it's got some nice nice water over there, them little boats that I see. So, yeah, I definitely uh, could probably make Thailand happen. And I think that's not too expensive either to go to Thailand. 
it's not man. It's super affordable. Go okay. out there. Okay. Live life. All right. So uh, normally I give my guests about a year before I revisit bringing them back onto the podcast. So the next time we talk, hopefully you got one of those things under your belt, if not both. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. So uh, as a business owner, what would you say the greatest challenge is or was starting the business or maintaining the business? For me personally, it was maintaining the business. Okay. You know, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put this together, but when I first started Never Give Up training, um, I blew up within, I think I would say a month or two. Okay. And it was just all uphill from there. It was the maintaining part and okay. sticking to my schedule. That was the hard part. Okay. So, uh, you know, you know what it's like. You've, how long have you been training for? Uh, over 20 years. Over 20 years. Okay. So, so you're uh, like double, you're double the amount of what I've been in and dealing with different energies every single day and building a relationship with your clients, it gets draining. It's like dating. Right. I'm literally dating 12 people <laughs> Monday through Friday, 12 different people. Right. And I, it gets overwhelming. Right. I mean, I could sit here and say that I definitely control the energies that I deal with on a daily basis. Um, but even still, you know, you have your ups and downs and, you know, one of the, one of the job descriptions, so to speak, is that, that, uh, that listener or that, uh, therapist, so to speak. So we definitely hear a lot of stuff and we got to know how to hear it in that moment. And then, you know, the next hour come, we got to be able to shake that off and, you know, move on to the next situation. So, so it's not as draining, but, uh, but yes, being that we're talking about fitness, you know, when we finally get back on the fitness thing, you said your, your companies never give up, right? Never give up fitness. Yep. Never give up fitness. How how long? How old is the company? Um, in the books, it's been about five years. Okay. Okay. But All right. When I first started training, everyone knew me as Never Give Up. Okay. Um, that was over at any time, right? That's when you first started, or did you have some years on the? This belt was. Before? This was at Bally's Total. I started right. at Bally's Total okay. Fitness. Okay. Yeah, I remember Bally's. Okay, so as I think a lot. I think a lot of OG trainers started in Ballads. Right, and Ballads is no longer Ballads, of course. Out here in California, Ballads is now um, what is that? LA Fitness. LA Fitness. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Definitely OGs know, know about Ballads. Um, who's the? I guess people want to know. Obviously, your personal trainer. Who's the biggest celeb you've trained ever? I can't really talk about it. But, All right, we can't talk about that. Uh, I totally understand. I totally understand. What's the <laughs> what's the most uh, again a word that I don't use a lot, but I should. What's the most um, I guess influential, inspirational client you trained? What was the situation that made them stand out a little bit more than uh, you know everybody else? So I when I think when I the first year I started training as an independent personal trainer, mm-hmm. um, I met Stephanie who's in a wheelchair. Okay. And her story uplifted me and I would say changed my life for the better. And Steph, if you're listening to this, I'm thankful for you and thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and she introduced me to uh, to Chelsea Hill, who's a, a dancer. Okay. And she's also in a wheelchair along with, I think, six or eight other girls. Okay. And... Yeah, I was, I'm super thankful I've met all of them and trained all of them and having them in my life opened right. up a lot of doors. Okay. So to answer your question, they motivated me and uplifted me in ways I can't even put into words, man. Just, okay. 
I can sit here for an hour and talk about them. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Ne- the next episode. <laughs> next time next I got episode. You on the make show. sure make sure to check out their social media. That's enough motivation. Okay. Throw it out there. I mean, listeners wanna you wanna know. I don't know I don't know their handles. Okay. The Maybe we'll be able to put it in the, we'll put it in the description once we post the, the episode on IG if you want to do that so they can uh, definitely reach out and see those motivational uh, stories that you're talking about. Absolutely. They're all over my page. Got it. So three words that I that I like to use interchangeably are motivation, inspiration, and discipline. I sort of have my order on how I like to to use them. Um, one's more important than you know the latter. Um, as far as you're concerned, motivation, inspiration, discipline. What is discipline to you? Discipline is being consistent. Okay, consistency. You know, um, consistency. Waking up, even if you don't feel like doing it, and you got to do it, and you do it. That's discipline. Okay, motivation? Motivation. Shit. Uh, no sweat. Uh, we'll come back to motivation. What about inspiration? You got me on inspiration too. <laughs> All right, no worries, no worries. For me, honestly, the most important, and everybody that listens to my podcast, they already know, for me it's discipline. Because for me, discipline is internal. I don't have to look for any external sources. For me, motivation and inspiration is cool, but it's external. It's like I got to look for something else outside of myself to get it done. So discipline is my number one word, and you know we'll just roll with that for right now. Perfect. All right. Um, three people, dead or alive, that you can sit down in a room with right now and talk with. Who are they, and what would you ask them? You know, I've been asked this question before. Okay, so you should be ready to go, because normally this stops I, people. <laughs> I, I have an answer. I have an answer for you. It's one person. Okay. And it's it's the younger version of myself. Okay. And what I would tell him is, don't stress so much. Everything always falls into place. Stay consistent with what you're good at, and make your connections. Okay, now let's take this to the next level because I always ask this question, but I never really push it. Can you imagine you right now being able to go back and meet with your younger self? Give me the give me the situation. Where would you be? You meet him in the gym. You meet him at the club. Meet him at the house. And how do you think you respond to seeing the older you trying to walk up and be like, "Hey, man, look, I'm you in the future." Explain that situation to me. All right, what what? What age are we talking? Because I was all over the place. Hey, th- this is you. This is your story. I mean, you say so I'm going. I'm going to a jail cell. I'm going behind the cop car. I'm going to the principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> are you catching me jumping out of my parents? No, no, no. You, you tell me. Night? You, you tell me. I mean, you right now. How old are you right now? I'm 29. Okay, so 29. So who are you going back to talk to? 15, 20. Who, yeah. are, you, who are you going back let's to talk back, to? Let's backtrack to. I would say my primer. I think it was like. 17 years old, 16 years old. Okay. So the younger me would definitely listen and take what I have to say to heart. Okay. Um, because growing up, I didn't have a mentor or someone I could look up to. Okay. Um, I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. I was out drinking, smoking, doing what teenagers, teenagers were doing back in the right. day, you know? Right. And... So having someone come up to me and tell me that would definitely strike me in a positive way. Right. And I would listen to myself. You know, I think about that a lot. If I knew now what I knew then is a term that often gets thrown around. But I also think that being a teenager is a phase that you go through. And, I mean, I guess there were some good teen- teenagers out there. My, my, my crowd, you know, we kind of, you know, we were a little rebellious. 
But I think that's a phase that you have to be lucky to make it through. Yeah, you're gonna do some stupid shit. You're gonna do the alcohol thing. You're gonna do the the what is it? The 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 the, the, the drag racing, the fast cars. I mean, that stuff that I did when I was going. That's just a a phase that you gotta hope you make it through. But I think most of the people that I know, they were a little rambunctious when they were, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. So, well, yeah. You know, if you ask me if I go back and change anything, absolutely not. No. I am yeah. so no, happy yeah, and yeah. thankful for everything. Yeah, no regrets. And when I think about that question, if I could go back and change anything, going back to change even the smallest detail would alter where I am right now in my life. And there's no way in the world that I want to change anything about my life right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that, that if I could go back and change something, I wouldn't do it at all. I'm happy about my, my progress and my, my current position in life. Why do you think you are the way you are? So you sort of kind of already answered that as far as, you know, you just said you grew up, you know, without the father figure or whatever, and, you know, with the wrong crowd, so on and so on. But uh, I always like to break up the questions a little bit and throw some little crazy stuff in here. So if you had to make the choice between Adidas or Nike, which one would it be? Adidas. Adidas, three stripes. Okay. What is who says checks over? No, no, hey, no. That's not, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Adidas is is the crazy dude. What's his name? Kanye. Yeah, and and the and uh, the Nike is you know Champagne Poppy. What what the what the Lover Boy or some shit? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, so okay, you down with the with the Yeezys and the in the Yay? I got you. The three stripes. Yeah. Uh, good to go. What has been one of your greatest challenges in life? Honestly. Greatest, oh, that's a hard question. Greatest challenges in my life is something that I'm going through right now is just working on myself, showing myself self-love. Good answer. Um, yeah. You know, this year has been a, probably the hardest years of my life. Okay. And um, I'm, again, I'm super thankful for all the pain that right. was in my life this right. year because it's leveled me up into a different monster that I envisioned myself being okay years ago. Okay, through pain comes growth. Period. I mean, you don't exactly. grow. You don't grow in the comfort zone. So you know, learn to uh, <laughs> learn to work your way through it. And you just you Absolutely. just answered the, the the question before about what was your greatest challenge, and you said just just you learning to be you. And I honestly think that was an excellent answer because all that other stuff is external, is is temporary. Um, doesn't really matter if you don't know how to control you, if you don't know how to operate you. You know, if you can't control your emotions or your eating or your drinking, nothing else really matters. So, yeah, greatest challenge is learning how to control yourself, how to be you. Good job. Because I like that one. 100%. I like that one. 100%. So you spoke about your client or being a person, one of the people that, are, that has inspired you during your life. Um, outside of that, outside of work, um, who's inspired you the most in your life? Myself, man. I don't. I. I don't have anyone I look up to. I don't have a celebrity that I get starstruck over. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. A lot of people. I don't know. I don't have someone outside of training world who inspires okay. me. I would say my. I would say myself. And nothing's wrong with that. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, you inspire you. I would ask you to elaborate more, but I, I don't know if you can. It's just, just. It's just simple. You know. You inspire you. So that's pretty much it. Um, okay, here's a good one. What's the last mistake you made and what'd you learn from it? Oh, shit. Last <laughs> mistake I made and what can I learn from it? 
I mean, I'll give you a little while to think about that. The last mistake I made, um, I'm a little older, and it seems like I always end up throwing my freaking age out when I have a conversation, but it is what it is. <laughs> 47, and the last mistake I made was in the gym, Arnold presses. Anytime I do that exercise, I jack my shoulder up for a couple of days. So the last mistake, Arnold presses, what I learned from it, maybe to go a little bit lighter on shoulders because I'm not the athlete I used to be but still go on shoulders just a little bit lighter. So that's the last mistake I made. It's nothing real deep. You know, it's just pretty simple. But that's the last okay. mistake I made that I could think about. I got one for you then. Okay. Um, last mistake that I could think about right now is I was training jiu-jitsu. Okay. Um, and my body was tired. You know, going three, four days in a row nonstop and training at the same time, your body gets tired. Okay. And I made the mistake by going that extra day when I – told myself not to and right. i ended up seriously getting injured and getting a herniated disc bulging okay. disc and it threw me out for about three four months gotcha okay that's a that's a um, good lesson in life <laughs> listen to your body so, yeah <laughs> so i guess we got something in common right um that's it that that's a pretty common injury actually because i remember years ago i was in utah i was on the slopes i was uh snowboarding and it was like the last run of the day and uh, this one chick was like, okay, I want to go up and get this last one. The last one of the day. I mean, you know, pretty exhausted. You know, you've been out there on the slopes all day. It's time to really just go. And she just wanted to get that last one in. And she freaking just tore her leg all out of socket. They had to bring the freaking helo and the medevac and the snowmobiles and all that stuff up there um, to pick her up and all. So um, I guess the moral of the story is when it comes to fitness and training, you definitely got to listen to your body. You know, actually, I actually bring up good hurt often. It's like, I'll be training a client, and they'll be like, "Oh my God, it hurts." I'm like, "You know what that is? It's a good hurt. Look them up." <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's so. Um, I don't know. Cliche is the word I want to use, but it's so just common. Yeah, I mean, if you've heard a podcast, you know that I used to be a track and field athlete, and I love winning, but I hate training. Uh, so training is the good hurt. So you got to do it. Um, love it, man. you know what? What's up? Go. No, I just wanted to say, you know what? Kudos to you, bro. Because I remember when I first met you. You were just getting good hurt started, I believe. Okay. And I remember you to bring tampo, uh, sample T-shirts. Right. And man, you were—that's all you were talking about. I remember how passionate you were about it, and the quality on your sh clothing is just unmatched. Thank you, sir. And so I just much respect and love, man. I like, seriously like—I took that in, and seeing someone go from one thing to another, just—it's so inspiring. I appreciate that, Sammy. And uh, I was thinking about you before I got on the podcast with you and why I chose you for this next next episode. And it's just that I've seen you grow. I've seen a couple guys grow up over the years, but you've been one of them that I've seen grow. And it's just it's just all positivity, positivity and love. I think you were EMT at one point. And yeah, you train the clients in the wheelchair and you love your dogs. And it's just, I just, I, your, your energy is nothing but positive, man, you know, and I just think that's a great thing. I, I think anybody that's fortunate enough to have you in their life is lucky. So, um, thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's what, you know what? I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was talking about this with a client. I was like, look, it, it has to do with training. How does, how's the trainer making you feel? Yeah. Anyone can sit here and get you shredded, get you fit, get you in shape, but how do they make you feel internally? You know? Okay. If that's a positive to begin with, you're on the right path. Yes. Always, always tell, I always tell new clients before I even take them on as clients. If you're mentally not there, 
um, don't, I'm not, I can't train you. It starts within yourself. Right. You know, you have to be clear. You have to be happy. You have to be motivated internally. I could only, I could only motivate you for so long. Right. You know, but the ones who've lasted with me for six, seven, eight, nine plus years, uh-huh. internally, they're clear. I don't know if that makes sense. I, but I, I, sure- just, I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, some people look for, and I, I think I had this conversation a couple podcasts ago with, uh, with the Tanyan Demps. And it's like some people have to look for that external person to bring them to the place that they need to be because they can't do it themselves. I, th- I think D'Artagnan was saying that one of his missions in fitness is to bring people, to help people manifest their full potential. So it's kind of tricky because you don't want to take on that energy of you not being clear because that's a lot of work for you to do to help that person sort of get to where they need to be at, right? But at the same time, that's kind of sort of a small portion of the role that we play. I mean, if yeah. you had you have to say we, we're, we're type A's, we know we got our shit together, you know? Everybody does not. And, you know, sometimes we, sometimes, not all the time, because you can only take on the loads that you can bear. Anything that's going to take you out of your high vibration, you can't, you can't, can't assume that responsibility. But, uh, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. If you can sort of just see that they're on the way, you know, just to give them that little extra kick in the ass, you know, that's that. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely a good positive, good positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a handful of good people. I, man, I recently met someone who actually reminded me of you. His, his name is Sam, personal trainer as well. Sam Stevenson over there in uh, Calabasas, Woodland Hills area? Yep, and I think he did track, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, he's just a beast all around. I mean, if I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sam's, a, he's an animal. He's, um, yeah, he's a strong cat. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, he came to one of the the powerlifting meets a couple of years ago and did six hundred pounds off the floor with no no belt no strap. So that's just to give you a little information about who yeah, he is I'm, and what I'm he's not capable surprised. of. Yeah, yeah, and his energy just like yours is just it's off the charts as far as high vibration. Just just all around good person. Um, man, I think I, I didn't really think about how blessed and how fortunate I am to have the network that I have. But yeah, yeah, Sam Sam's good energy. So. Um, Financially, let's go back to some financial questions for these young people that may be may be inquiring. Bitcoin, did you buy it? What do you, what are your thoughts on Bitcoin? I bought. Look, I'm I'm more like traditional old school. Um, real estate, I'll right? Ra- yeah, I'd rather save my money and invest in real estate or stocks. Right. Um, okay. I do have some crypto that I did buy into maybe like six seven years ago, but gotcha. I'm not. I'm not feeding into it. I haven't even opened the app to see where I'm at. Right. Oh, that's a good thing. But no. Yeah, I heard a couple of stories when I was, you know, on the little Bitcoin, um, what is that thing? Clubhouse, where some chick bought a bunch of Bitcoin or, or what is it, crypto, and then lost her uh, her password phrases for like a couple of years and then came back and she was on a couple million dollars. So if it works out that way, <laughs> great. Yeah, to we'll each their it. own. Yeah, to each their own. Cat or dog person? Both. More, more dog. I feel okay. like I connect better with dogs. Okay. You got a dog right now? Yeah, I had two. I had to put one of them down in February and the other one I put down last year. Okay. So you don't have any right now though? No dogs right now, but I can't wait to get another one. I told myself after I travel a little bit more and get some things off my chest, I'm going to commit to another dog. Gotcha. Yeah, it's definitely like having a kid, so to speak. Mercedes-Benz or BMW? Neither. I'm a truck guy. Okay, so what do you drive right now? 
I got a built Jeep Wrangler. Okay. And I'm looking into picking up a classic, hopefully within the next week or two. Nice. When you say classic, you mean like a classic pickup or like a classic muscle car? Classic pickup. Okay. Okay. Chevy or Ford? Chevy. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's what's up. Chevy. Ford. Fix and repair daily. We don't want to be dealing with that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, Sammy, I asked you earlier um, about discipline, inspiration, motivation. Good hurt, I think, because you asked me about my company. Sort of, kind of, I think maybe scares a couple people away because it, you know, it sort of refers to pain and a lot of people don't like pain. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what you think, how you handle, how you feel about pain? Pain? No, you know what? To answer your, to answer your question, I think pain is my biggest motivation. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I experienced pain in January this year. And okay. when I'm talking about pain, I'm talking about like on my knees, crying in my bedroom alone, just fucking begging to come out of the dark hole I was in. Okay. And I'm thankful for it. If I could go back, I would do it again. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, but it leveled me up into a, a, a different beast. I don't know how right. to explain it. Right. You know, I getting, understand getting, what you're talking about because <laughs> I'm the same. So you got to explain it for those people that can't understand. You got to get a I little mean, more specific. What pain long did to story, you? <laughs> long story short, this year I lost a seven-year relationship, friendship. I lost my dog ah. who I had for 10 years. I had to move to a new city. Damn. I have two businesses that I'm running that need my full-time attention. That all fell on my lap within four weeks. When it rains, it storms. I never believed that until I had to experience it. And it's so true. And I remember it was two weeks. Terrence, I never, ever take off work. I'll be dying and I'll still go in for a client. <laughs> right, you know? right. I'll, I missed birthdays, funerals, weddings, everything, just to go in for my clients because that's how committed I am to my business. Okay. And I had to take off two weeks. I, I was literally a walking zombie. I was... Couldn't smile, couldn't cry, didn't mm. eat, didn't want to work out, nothing. I was God. a walking zombie. Took two weeks off, and you know what I, uh, ayahuasca is? Yes, I do. So I started my first ayahuasca journey in February. Okay. And I've gone through uh, six sittings now, and at the end of the day, it's all trying to find yourself. So hold on. I know I know what ayahuasca is. I have yet to do it. It's on my list of things to do. But you say you did six settings. Do you mean six different trips? Yeah, so I've I've done ayahuasca six, six times already with a uh, shaman. Okay. Yeah, I got in deep, man. I, six times was... in what time span? Six months? <laughs> you, With, <laughs> within within five months. Okay. Because I guess it all depends on who introduces you to ayahuasca. Because my understanding or what someone told me is when you experience this, you have choices. It's funny. My last post was choices and chances or chances and choices. You have choices. And if you could go and see some stuff that that is realer than what is real here, you may choose that I don't want to come back here. And I don't think I'm ready to... To have to make that choice. So that's why I've yet to experience this. But to hear that you've done it six times in five months, you yeah. know, another I mean, reason talking, why I respect you very much. 
You're talking to someone who's never done any drugs, any type of psychedelics, anything that's ever taken me to a different dimension my right. entire life. Right. I've probably smoked weed six or seven times my whole life. Right. You know, and I dove right into ayahuasca. And I remember sitting with my shaman and telling him that. And he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, <laughs> right. what, what the hell are you going through that brought you straight to like the freaking right. prime Yes. <laughs> I don't need, it's, right. it's not a drug it's a plant medicine right right you know? i understand yeah i know what it is but i get asked all the time like what did it do for you what did you feel did it, uh, it's some it's so hard to explain it's just something you got to experience exactly that's the yourself. only way you have to experience it yourself but i'll tell you one thing it's it's a tool you know right. i went in i went into my trip and things from my childhood came to play okay and i was seeing visuals that I've never seen my entire life. Right. And those visuals all have meanings. Right. And when you start studying those visuals and what they actually mean and why you went through the trip you went through, things start flashing black and unanswered questions get answered. It's a tool. Right. Any, I, I look at any psychedelic medicine or any plant-based medicine as a tool. Right. You know? And I understand what you say when you keep saying it's a tool because you have to wake up, you have to come back to this reality. So you have to take what you learn in that trip, in that situation, and you know use it to make this experience here better, right? So based yeah. on what you're talking about, we started out by asking, you know, what was pain, and you just you gave a great example of what pain is or was for you. You lost a relationship of seven years. Uh, you had to put your dog down. This is all some very serious stuff. You had these two businesses that you started on your shoulders. So you sort of kind of, sort of kind of was at like a rock bottom period, and you was like, okay, I, I don't know what to do. I need I need answers. And you were, yeah, so I, I, right I, yeah, I think you were fortunate enough to to find that for that to be available for you because I don't think anything on this realm could have helped you understand your situation better at that time that ayahuasca could have. You see what I'm saying? Or exactly. plant medicine or something on another level, you know? Exactly. So, so uh, yeah, I, I understand. I understand completely. And to each their own. Um, some people are against it. Some people don't believe it. But if it's calling you or if you've been curious to try it, Terrence, I would highly recommend it. I hear you. I think one of the one of the um, um, one of the things holding me back was I told you again that I have a choice when I'm there, and I don't want to have that choice. Is that I have more responsibilities now. If I was a single man like yourself, you know, not really, you know, no kids or no wife or anything like that, I would definitely would have done it already. But when someone told me that I'm going to see things and I'm going to have choices, it kind of kind of freaked me out a little bit because I'm like I don't want to make the wrong choice. <laughs> I mean, for me. For me, literally, I take like two or three cups and I feel like I'm just drunk and I'm seeing visuals for 12 hours. Right. And then when that 12 hours is done, you come back to reality. It's, I never got stuck into it, but I'm super sensitive to energy now, especially other people's energies. And I've always been super in tune with energy, but it's like 10 times worse. I could feel bad energy from a mile away. Right. I mean, that's the real shit. That's the real stuff. All this other it stuff is. is just distraction. It's, it it's just and it's, it's, not like, it's not like I took it and you go out and party. You're literally you take the you take the medicine and you sit in a bed for twelve hours right. and lay down and you just think. And it's I can't 
I can't put it into words, man, but it was a good experience. Well, I um, understand what you're talking about because I have done <laughs> some things, you know, you know, in my life. So I understand what you're talking about. That would probably be my next level, honestly, based on where I'm at right now in life. But yeah, more respect to you, man. You definitely, you definitely growing up fine. You're growing up very well. It's just all that stuff's just gonna make you a better package, you know, when the time comes Absolutely. again, you know. Yeah, we're all working. We're all working on ourselves. I don't care how old you are, how much money you got, where you're at in life. If you stop working on yourself, that's the day you die. Yeah, I mean, I I just thought about this today. Uh, we're we're always learning. You're yep. al- you're always learning. Every day is mm-hmm. a learning experience. So that's that's never gonna stop. And and I, I I've spoken this to people all the time. The the better you get at managing you, the better life's going to be. So yep, It all so, starts within yourself. Yeah, so that was just part of you getting better at, at being Sammy. So, uh, okay. So you said it was very late in your life before you got involved in any type of, you know, medicines or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what what is one of your vices? What's something that just got your ass by the balls right now? You just can't shake it. I have to just keep pushing forward, man. I'm not, right now, I'm not happy internally. You know, okay. I struggle. There's nights where I'm in bed without my dog and without my ex and I'm right. just in bed alone. That shit is hard, man. Imagine right. going, you know, like going 10 years with two people in bed with you to right. nothing, to just you. You know how hard it is to just lay in there alone and just fight the urge? Right. Um, I always talk about peaks and valleys, you know, night and day, you know, the opposites. Yeah, And, and I think... One of the things that I taught myself is to quickly be able to recognize when my vibration is getting low and to turn that around. And I'm just sharing these tips because, you know, obviously they're positive tips and anybody could use them. The quickest thing that you can do or the, one of the best things that you can do is when you learn yourself to be able to really see quickly or as soon as possible when you're not in a high vibrational state and to fix it. Absolutely. So, so that, that just, just comes you comes back to you learning and knowing yourself. So and there's no, been a lot of tools, right? A lot of tools that I got into recently. Is one thing for me is meditation. I recently got into meditating this year, um, and riding my motorcycle. Those things help right. ground me again. I, I guess Let I, me ask you something. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. What, what's the most important thing that you have in your life? The most important thing I have in my life is my peace. Not to say that my wife and my kids aren't important, but if my peace is not in place, I won't be able to give them peace. You understand what I'm trying to say? I love it. If I'm fucked up, then I'm going to put out fucked up vibes and that's just going to be a fucked up situation and we don't want to do that. So, my peace. I love it. Do you meditate? I was going to elaborate on that topic. I've been in and out of meditation for years. And when I first started to meditate, you know, it was the hands in the position, the 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 the, the crisscross applesauce, the candles, yeah. the incense. That's how I started. But as I evolved, I learned that meditation for me is just my quiet time or my space. When I drive back and forth from Palmdale to the Valley, those 45 minutes to an hour in my car, for me, can't be considered as meditation because exactly. there's no, yeah, I don't turn the radio on. I look at yep. the mountains. I just listen. I just think. I talk, I have internal dialogue. Internal dialogue. I'm talking to myself. I'm answering questions. I'm figuring out what's next. So there you go. Th- yeah, that's my meditation now. 
That's meditation. And a lot of people think that you do have to sit there, crisscross applesauce, closing your eyes, right. fingers, you know. No, you can meditate, just like you just said, you can meditate while you're driving. Right. Yeah. You know, but dig deeper. When you're meditating, what do you do? If I talk about textbook, when I meditate, I'm supposed to quiet all my thoughts or something. But that's not that's not meditation for me. My meditation for me is the internal dialogue, figuring stuff out, talking about what's next. That that's meditation for me. That's what I do when I meditate. I'm not trying to listen right. to my breath. I'm just talking about okay. I mean, I told you earlier that good hurt for me was an outlet. It was a way that I was manifesting my potential, right? Ninety-five yeah. percent of the designs and stuff that I come up with. I get them at night when I'm sleeping. I'll just yep. wake up, grab my phone, and make a note because I will not remember it if I don't. If I wake up the next day and I don't write it down, it's gone. And and what and where I am in life, I know that the universe is unlimited. And that means that every single freaking human being on earth can have what they want if they know how to tap into it. The universe is unlimited. So when I'm in those meditative states or those sleeping states, it's me being less distracted than I am when I'm awake because there's a lot more distractions that I focus on when I'm awake. But when I'm asleep, there's less distractions and I have a greater connection with the universe, which is sending me what I like to do, what I came here to do, to design clothing. You know, it gives me those, okay, I like that saying, you know, and yeah, that's what meditation is for me. The reason I asked what the most important thing is, because I've been asked that question by my friend Joel. Okay. Um, he asked me, he's like, Sammy, what's the most important thing in your life? And I didn't really have an answer for him. I, I mean, I gave him little answers like you just did. But to me, the most important thing in our lives that we all have is our breath. You know, what's the first thing you do when you're born? You take a deep breath in or out? You know, what's the last thing you do when you, when you're dead, when you're dying or when you get put down is you take one last breath and you let it all out. Right. The most important thing for me that I've learned this year, especially was to control my breathing because if I can't control my breathing, my thoughts start going crazy too. If I calm my breathing down, my thoughts calm down a little bit. If I'm angry and I'm controlling my breathing at the same time, I'm not going to be as angry. I'm going to be calm. Okay. So one thing that I've been working on these last six months is breathing. And that falls into the same category as meditating. So maybe when you're driving home, focus on, focus on your breathing. You know, be thankful for that breath you're taking in and out. Okay. And it was a game changer for me. So the most important thing in my life is my breath. And I'll always have that answer. Okay. I like that. Breath. Breath. All right, Sammy, man, it's been a good one. It's been a good one, man. I mean, um, this is the last episode, as I mentioned earlier, of the first season. This is episode 12. But um, what I want to do is the season two is going to be video and audio. So I'm going to be over in the, the brick and mortar, Good Hurt the Shop, set it up with the mics and, you know, make sure you dress fresh, which I know you have no problem with. <laughs> very, very fashionable yeah. young dude. And we'll <laughs> sit down. You know, when you're ready for another episode, I'd love to have you. And uh, we can sort of pick up where we left off. I mean, I normally try to keep these podcasts around 45 minutes to an hour because people have short attention spans. But yeah, as always, I'm so thankful for your time, your energy, 
and your experience and your knowledge. Um, you can go ahead and shout out your uh, social media or any type of connects that you want to have for the listeners to check you out or follow up with you on. And uh, from there, we'll go ahead and just call it a night. I uh, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, out of everyone you know, thank you for choosing me as well. Social media, never underscore give up or just Google me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can say that now. Google me big time. Google me. You Sounds don't know who good. I am. Just Google my name. Right. My Yelp page will come up. <laughs> good to go. Good to go. All right, man. Thank you, Terrence. Have a good one, brother. Hey, send me you too. I'll talk to you soon, man. Later. Take care. Thank Late. you. Bye. Yep.